California, a new land has come into being. Its purpose is enlightenment. Its product is Coast Boys Pod. Known as the playground of the stars. Welcome back, Thursday edition in season. This we're starting these in season podcasts finally, John. It, it's crazy how quickly this crept up on us, but here we are on Thursday, week one of the 2018 regular NFL season. Uh, I am Landon McCool uh, at McCoolBCB on Twitter. You can find me here at, on the uh, Best Coast Boys podcast and i can also be found on the locked on cowboys podcast with marcus Mosier. and i am joined as always by my co-host john owning joning tell tell the people what's going on with you right now what's up everybody yeah follow me on twitter as always at john owning j-o-h-n-o-w-n-i-n-g make sure you guys go to the dallas morning news and check out my articles we had my second one dropped today about three to five areas where or three areas where the cowboys need to improve including a little deep dive into dak prescott's footwork i think you guys will enjoy it mm-hmm. and then at the end of the week i got a miss the three biggest mismatches of the week coming on the score.com make sure you guys check out that a lot of fun stuff involved I'm excited, man. Here we go. It's Panthers week. Well, it's you know it's interesting because this is our regular uh, season schedule uh, for this podcast. The difference is, is that we are, obviously we are tape junkies, so the majority of our shows Wednesday and Thursday are going to be about review from what happened previous in the week. So that didn't leave us a lot of content for this early week one matchup so we decided to, to fill that up with a little game that we're going to play uh called cowboys therapy session because we know some people uh, uh you know feel the need to get on the couch at this point and as californians we believe in counseling should be readily available to all citizens who seek it and also cowboy fans so we are thoroughly mm-hmm. unlicensed and unqualified but we are going to provide you with hey, some you therapy hey yeah, John may be qualified. <laughs> he may have gotten a, an internet uh, degree or two that I'm not completely unaware of. Uh, we're going to definitely talk about that. We're going to do some Cowboys regular just news and updates. Uh, but you know, and that's going to be the the vast majority of this show. But guys, before we do all that stuff, we have a nerd alert. 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 John, we finally, as two big Marvel f- yes, fans here, we, we've been kind of in an ocean of emptiness as far as, you know, post-Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by the way, just to start this out, spoilers for Infinity War, spoilers <laughs> for anyone who isn't caught up on MCU, just go ahead and skip, I don't know, like... Five or six minutes past this, we're going to talk a little bit about some some stuff that's coming up. Also, get your uh, life right. You're way too late. Yeah, I mean, seriously, what's going on? <laughs> um, anyways, so finally, uh, as we've been waiting for uh, any kind of news since uh, Ant-Man the Wasp aired, another movie that we're going to spoil probably, um, we finally got some of the first glimpses of, of Captain Marvel uh, and what's going to be going on in the uh, in the movie that's coming out. Ten images were released uh, with Entertainment Weekly, um, and there's all kinds of goodies in there, uh, including the first look at, um, at, at Captain Marvel herself. So I guess, John, let's just kind of start real quick. We'll just go through this quickly. I mean, we don't want to spend a ton of time on this, yeah. but 
you know, initial thoughts on the look of the costume. Uh, uh, just let's start there. What What are your thoughts on the look of the costume? You know, you you've seen images of of what she kind of looks like in the cost in the in the comics. Uh, what What are your thoughts on on where it looks versus you know the comics and what your expectations were? Man, I'm just stunned. I think it looks great. I mean, the attention to detail with everything, the colors are vibrant. I think it looks fantastic. I actually like both of her uniforms that they show. They show her. I guess we would call it her Cree uniform. That's kind of yeah, greenish and blackish, and then her Captain Marvel uniform, which is blue and red. I really like, especially really like the Captain Blue, the Captain Marvel blue and red one. It really pops. It really, you know, is going to show well on the screen. I think it looks really fantastic. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, you know, I was nervous because I, I don't love the green outfit. I like the picture they show here with her marching in formation in front of Ronan the Accuser, which, mm-hmm. by the way, that looks awesome. <laughs> um, but um, I do think that. Uh, what the, you know, the images that were released that people were seeing kind of, uh, you know, of her in the green outfit on the street, like it looked weird and bulky to me, you know, like it, it looked like kind of like it didn't fit her almost. Uh, but these both these images look uh, both look really cool. And, and especially, like you said, her her overall outfit look just looks uh, really kind of in line with the rest of the universe, but also. Uh, really kind of a, it's kind of a cool mixture of the color palettes of of tony and 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 uh captain america's yeah. outfits and yeah, i like that, that's i like a good it. point i never even that didn't cross my mind but now that you now that you say that i think that that's a great i i, I honestly i you know the one thing that's interesting about this and not to get too far into this is that i think you know storytelling wise one of the things that I think will be interesting is is how she kind of may bridge the gap between those two characters, mm-hmm. you know, because she is kind of an interesting blend of, you know, she is definitely the cocky go getter like uh, you know like Tony and like you know she does she's she drinks a uh, lot. overconfident she's 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 been known to be a drinker <laughs> and have been known to have some fun but at the same time she's also a military uh, person she's a you know an air force pilot she's a uh, she's very responsible she's very righteous which is very captain america you know uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that she kind of bridges those characters you know personalities as well as uh, hopefully comes to kick some uh kick some thanos ass as well uh real quick real quick before we move on there's just two more pictures that i really kind of want to point out uh as much as i really want to point out as a 90s kid uh how awesome it is to see her in a nine inch nails t-shirt with a black leather jacket over uh over her that that was uh definitely of my era if i can say (laughs) um the the scrolls i, I the scrolls yeah. look really they look really cool um i think for some reason they're coming out of the ocean which is interesting, interesting yeah. uh and then of course samuel l jackson's oh, picture yeah. man i mean it looks the de-aging looks amazing and, and i think they really made a smart decision by giving him hair mm-hmm. i think and like giving him that hairstyle because his his uh hairline makes him look that by itself I think did a lot of the work of de-aging him. And yeah. then, uh, you know, they just did some subtle digital imaging stuff to kind of make him look 25 years younger, which good, good, good on you, by yeah. the way, that that's all it takes a 60 year old man to look that young. Right. right? Man. Yeah. He looks great. I'm really excited for the scrolls being back for not being back, being in the MCU too, making their like official move into the MCU. I'm excited about all the different possibilities that they bring into the MCU. 
all the I different, agree. all the different, you know, storylines that they can go into. You know, see, what was it, Secret Wars is what it was. Se- secret this. Secret Wars could be uh, Secret Invasion. Is, yeah, is which I think you're talking invasion. about. Secret Invasion all, is always get the is, secrets in, uh, mixed up. It would be interesting to see if that was what they ended up, you know, kind of heading towards as the next big bad situation for the Avengers: The Secret Invasion, mm-hmm. because there's lots of opportunity where you th- you think you could see, you know, some of these guys potentially being, you know. The Secret Invasion storyline involves heroes being kidnapped and then replaced by uh, scrolls. So uh, if that ended up happening, that'd be kind of really amazing to see on film, I think. But that is uh, that's what we got so far. I, I have to think that we're probably going to get a an actual preview within uh, a week, probably. Yeah, uh, you know, I would wait. say about two next two weeks. So. Uh, be on the lookout for that between your uh, football stuff. Uh, but we will. Uh, we're definitely excited about these pictures. Um, but let's let's get into some football, shall we? Yes, let's jump in. Okay. Uh, so I, I thought that first we should just kind of check in with uh, you know injuries, uh, updates, roster moves, and that stuff. There really hasn't been a lot of changes on the roster, uh, except we do need to mention that uh, Charles Tapper. Uh, was released from the practice squad. They ended up signing uh, Decaud. It was not. It's not Thomas Decaud. It's like his brother. It's like his cousin, right? Or, yeah, it's like Trent uh, Decaud. Trent Decaud. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, he got uh, Tapper was released from the practice squad, and they signed another me. guard as well. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I guess they've just kind of gotten to the point where they don't know that they can develop him I, I don't know it'd be interesting to see what what the deal is with there because I, I really still thought he had some talent left but um and then uh it looks like they've moved all of the uh defensive lineman numbers into the 90s they they changed Armstrong's number to 92 I think it was um so uh you know now that that's all the news I guess that's really fit to print we have the injury report out for Wednesday uh uh it it basically included Xavier Woods Dayton Jones and Travis Frederick and that's it um uh, so uh which is good news yeah, I, I, I think that. for like Kayvon Frazier I, you know that was one thing that we were concerned at maybe wonder if that lingering shoulder situation but it doesn't look like there's anything there um no more no uh Nothing about uh, uh, Leighton Vander Esch, so I guess he was able to you know, go through some practice today. Yeah. Um, so uh, it does also look on the on the par- on the Panthers side that they had uh, the, some of these guys coming back in limited uh, fashion, for, like uh, Daryl Williams and um, what's the uh, guard's name? Uh, uh, oh, uh, Amini Sidatula, um, who I think is their starting left guard. So. They're getting a little bit healthier, but still, you know, they have a pretty beat up offensive line that wasn't even very good to begin with. So uh, we'll see how that all plays out. Um, anything along those lines before we kind of move into our uh, therapy session? No, I think, you know, the Cowboys, as much as, you know, coming into the week, we knew about like the Travis Frederick and Dayton Jones situations. But besides that, I'm pretty happy with their injury situation. You know, they're basically full strength and while the Carolina Panthers have some injury issues permeating their team it's I think it I think if you had to look at it the injury situation is definitely in the Cowboys favor I I would agree overall that uh things are things are looking okay yeah you know (laughs) I'm cautiously optimistic uh on on that front um 
All right, let's do this. Uh, so go ahead and get comfy on the couch, John, and um, get ready for uh, uh, you know we're gonna lower we're gonna lower the shades, put on some relaxing music, and uh, you can you're gonna hold your little therapy ball. Well, here's here's a therapy ball, oh, uh, and and, <laughs> and 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 I, we're gonna do a little bit of kind of word association, and, and I want you to tell me uh, when I tell you certain phrases you're going to tell me uh, the emotion that makes you feel and, and make sure that you respond in the form of when i think of said thing it <laughs> makes me feel emotion all right so when i say the dallas cowboys defending the run how do you feels when i think of the dallas run defense it makes me feel optimistic you know last year i think it was a I've, you know, I think on basically every podcast we've had, I've talked about my issues with the interior defensive line last year and how that really manifested itself on the Cowboys defense last year. But I think this with Antoine Woods and the linebackers being able to play at full strength, full tilt with Jalen Smith, uh, developed, developed healthier, Sean Lee, healthy, Joe Thomas um, as the backup who's healthy. I... I'm cautiously optimistic about how they're going to defend the run, especially, you know, against a team like the Panthers who can't really stretch you out vertically through the pass. You know, they got a guy like DJ Moore who's interesting, but we don't know what he's going to bring as a rookie, as a vet, or how the Panthers are going to use him. So I think the Cowboys are going to be playing with a lot of stacked boxes, and I think they're going to be able to defend the run well against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I think – you know, there was there's there was a lot of concern about um, what's going to happen in the middle of this defense, especially with the Collins injury, especially with Irving uh, uh, being suspended. Um, I think you know, and it wasn't exactly like they had a full tilt one technique solution there, anyways. Even with those guys, I mean, I think Collins can play there, but you don't necessarily love him there. Um, and I think that. There was still a question as to how specifically the middle of this uh, defense was going to play against the run. I, I think that a large portion of that of that question has been answered, like you said, about uh, with the play of Antoine Woods and with Jalen Smith. I mean, I think when you look at the way they've played, I think specifically Jalen, you're excited to see what he's going to do. Uh, with going full tilt because every time he's gotten on the field, he's getting, he's making plays or getting close to making all the plays. So um, I think to me, you look at how they're going to try to attack defenses, uh, offensive run games. And I think it's going to be about speed, about getting to the, about getting behind the line of scrimmage, getting to the run carrier. And I think Carolina presents an interesting, uh, 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 battle this week because of the nature of the player of the running back who's a, a speed player so that actually I think plays even more so to the Cowboys advantage because uh, I think they have got a lot of guys who can run on this defense uh, and I think that that is you know where I am interested to still see is what happens when we get a big power run team trying to load up and run uh, inside on us I know that they can do that with uh with uh with McCaffrey as well but I I I I'm, I'm more interested to see what happens if we you know we come up against a Tennessee or something like that I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sure we will later on in the season with yeah. some other teams I'm not thinking of but I I feel good about them so um when I say the Dallas Cowboys defending the pass John 
How do you how do you feels? When I think of the Dallas pass defense, it makes me feel good. You know, I love Chidobia Woozy and Byron Jones at corner. I like Jeff Heath at safety. The only thing right now that's hampering it is the Xavier Woods injury. If he was healthy, I'd feel, you know, totally completely good about the situation. I think with Chris Richard as a new defensive backs coach, he's been able to maximize the talents of guys like Ouzier and Byron Jones. The slot, there's I'm a little bit worried about the slot with Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown kind of playing so-so throughout the year, but I think the Cowboys are going to be able to hide them relatively well with the linebacker play and the safety play on, on the back end. I'm, you know, it's crazy to think this that last year you know, coming into this year, I would have never thought that the secondary would be one of the stronger points of the Cowboys roster, but I think it actually is, especially, like I've said, you know, I really expect Chidobia Wuzier to explode this year and have a giant year and become a Pro Bowl caliber cornerback. I also think that the addition of um, Joe Thomas, uh, you know, just, just because when Sean can't play in the nickel situations, suddenly you have a much more competent coverage linebacker who can come in and, and, and do Smith things. Has and and I, well, that, that was, and that's exactly what I was just going to say. Situations where he's covering yeah. that deep middle when he has to turn and run, he's been looking fantastic in those situations. Yeah, and that's that's that was the other thing I was going to say is that again, Jalen Smith is a, a guy that I think is going to be able to really help here in not only coverage, but also as a blitzer and as a guy that's going to pressure the quarterback too at times. I, I, his presence on the field really could be a, a, a huge difference in how this defense runs in, in, in a way that many people wouldn't expect a middle linebacker would be able to affect uh, a defensive abilities, especially the past game. Um, John, when I say the Dallas Cowboys passing the football, how do you feels? When I think of Dallas passing the football, it makes me feel worried, you know, because I think Dak Prescott, I, in my recent column with the Dallas Morning News, I talked about his footwork issues and how it manifests itself throwing the ball. He's an arm thrower. His, he has a tendency to not transfer his weight from his back foot to his lead foot, which causes him to generate power with his arm instead of with his hips. And that causes there to be a lot of variability and accuracy and in um, touch and all of those types of situations. It's not as dependable and repeatable as it is if he was able to transfer his weight effectively and use his hips to generate that power. And then when you add on the fact that the Cowboys receiving corps is taking a slight dip in talent, I would say without Des Bryant there, I'm a little bit worried about what it's gonna be. I'm optimistic about how they can design this passing offense and use it to attack a bunch of different ways with a bunch of different types of receivers. But still, I think if you had to look at the offense as a whole, I think the passing game is obviously a much bigger question mark than the running game. Yeah, I think that you know this is obviously the section of the, of the team where there's the most concern. And I think it's because there's the most unknown. Um, I, t- I definitely agree that when that Dak's issue of throwing the ball and accuracy comes when his feet aren't married to his his uh, upper body, uh, his lower body and his, his upper body are operating separately of each other instead of in concert. Um, you know, that's that's how quarterbacks are able to generate easy, easy power in their throws and then f- focus the rest of their concentration on getting the ball to where it needs to go. I think there's times when Dak gets into a spot and he's uh, he's just doing everything he can to get the ball enough into the ball 
uh, with his upper body to try to get it where it needs to go, and then accuracy becomes kind of second, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think that – but I also think that this is something uh, that Dak can fix and, and work around and, you know, like be he, – he, you see – we've seen him throw – with good footwork yeah. it's just that it's not consistent exactly. that he's throwing with good footwork so uh i i think you know if he's continues to kind of can be comfortable in the game uh be comfortable in his protection um throw on, throwing m- more on his terms and, and and getting better at it you know setting his feet and throwing uh on other people's terms when he has to kind of escape and and make things happen um i think you know the issues where we're going to see on, you know, he's got to develop still as downfield passing accuracy. I think he's, he's, he's more of a guy that wants to see the guy running open to get it to him as opposed to throwing to a tight window down the field. Mm -hmm. But where I do, where I do think that uh, people uh, are not giving him enough credit yet. And, and which is understandable, but the, I think this is something we'll learn is, um, is, is the medium range passing the the 15 to 20 yard passes that because I, I think that's one spot where he has shown accuracy uh and that's where you're gonna uh you know hopefully get your the big play uh part of the the majority of the big play passing you know plays from him is is you know when he's able to get the ball to a like a terrence williams on a dig or a post or you know and, and they get him on the ball on the move i think those are going to be er- good areas for him to, to to kind of be able to generate big plays totes agree i very much agree with you there it sounds like drax is on on board with it as well oh, right yeah they are they're you know we're getting some siding work done on the house and he's just been having a little ball oh day. i bet he enjoys that <laughs> uh on the other side of the spectrum i would assume John, when I say the Dallas Cowboys running the football, how do you feel? When I think of Dallas running the football, it makes me feel orgasmic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, everybody knows you got Ezekiel, <laughs> you got Ezekiel Elliott, who's you know quite possibly the best running back in the game. Who can win zone running? He can win gap style. He can run you over. He can make you miss he's good in the passing game he's good in pass protection he's good everywhere and then of course you got the big offensive line with tyron smith zach martin connor williams uh this week we got joe looney and uh, lyle collins you know all every one of those guys is an adept run blocker and i would even say for the most part for all of them except maybe tyron smith they're all best in run blocking situations um Connor Williams, especially, you know, he is nasty against the run. He, when he gets on top of defenders, he's looking to finish, and he gets, he plays violently. And I think that's going to be a big addition to this offensive line because, you know, Jonathan Cooper last year was kind of a get in your way type of blocker. I think now that Connor Williams is in there to give him that nasty, you know, violent style blocking, I think that's going to be beneficial and create just a little bit bigger holes for Ezekiel Elliott to run into. I think. You know, the sky is the limit for this running game. It's, based, it's just essentially, I think their running game will be as good as their passing game allows them to be. Are you still alive, Landon? I'm still here. Sorry, I was having a mute issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, it's it's this is the thing that drives this team. Um, you know... <sighs> I I have the the thing that drives my confidence in this team is that this this they're gonna be 
historically good running the football, I think. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know about all-time historic, but maybe. Um, you know, that, but I think, you know, historically good for the Cowboys for sure. And, you know, a lot of teams, uh, there's a good run. you got a, uh, one of the best running backs in football. You've got one of the best offensive – one of the best offensive lines in football, probably the best run blocking offensive line in football. Um, you've got a team that's built to run the football that that wants to run the football. That's going to give this guy a lot of snaps, um, and and you know they're going to teams are going to be focusing on the run, and that's that's fine. Zeke and uh, and this offensive line are ready for that. I just want to read a quote real quick from Zeke. Uh, yeah, there's going to be more focus, I believe, on me, but I don't I don't. I just don't understand how you could say we're going to throw more guys in the box. There's only 11 guys in the field and they're already putting as as many as they can in there. It'll be our 11 versus theirs. Like this is a dude who's ready to run into 11 man boxes. Yeah. <laughs> like I I I you know I I will just say this and I've said it on locked on as well. I feel like we are still underselling how good Zeke looked all throughout training camp yeah. at the practices. I, I understand that no one got the opportunity that the, the, the vast majority of the Cowboys nation didn't get a chance to see him in the preseason yeah, because of the games. Like, cool like you landed. Well, and, cool. and the, no, it's not even just that. Like you, everyone, you know, people got a chance to see, you know, you know, some videos and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, but it's still like, I, I think we all, you know, in the, the, the rush of training camp of trying to report all the different things you see, Something like Zeke Elliott looking masterful is something that that gets overlooked because it's so, uh, you know, normal. And you, and you're trying to cover the the things that are different. And you want to you know get the the new information. But I I'm here to report that Zeke took his game to another level this offseason. He looks completely different. He's acting completely different than he has previously. And I I'm excited. I cannot I could not be more excited to see what he's going to do when he gets on the field. Yeah. So, um. Last one here. John, when I say the Dallas Cowboys special teams, how do you feel? Petrified. Whoa. That's only because of one thing. Oh, oh, sorry. When I think of the Dallas special teams, it makes me feel petrified. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I messed up the format Thank you. (laughs) I I, I almost threw you directly out of my office. (laughs) But, yeah, it basically all comes down to Brent Marr, you know. He... We, he's shown the ability. We know he has a big leg. You know, he made a 57-yard field goal, but we just don't know how he's going to play during his, during the regular season. We don't know how consistently accurate he can be. And if you have a kicker that is not consistently accurate, it throws your whole offense into a funk. You know, you can't settle. Especially, it, especially from a play-calling perspective, if you don't have a type of kicker that you're comfortable with making it from 40-plus yards it's going to cause the Cowboys to probably be a little bit more risky than they would necessarily want to be, I would say, which could be a good thing. Who knows? But I'm just worried. I don't know. I've never, you know, Brent Maher, I don't think he's ever kicked in a regular season game. I'm worried to see what what he does there. But everywhere else, I'm really happy. You know, Chris Jones, I think, is one of the better punters in the league. Excited to see what he's going to do. A little bit worried about Tavon Austin returning kicks and punts just because he's been known to be a fumbler in those situations. I think he leads the NFL in fumbles on in special team situations in the past, like, two years. So that worries me a little bit. But I think he will be dynamic when he does have the ball in his hands and he doesn't fumble. Yeah, cool. I, I, I That's... I kind of feel a little bit better than that. Mm-hmm. I think um, my whole take is, uh, I think that they like Mar. Mm-hmm. 
Mayor. Mayor. I One think it's them. Mayor. Mayor. Um, I think that Dan. I, I think the thing is, is that we didn't know that there was concern with Dan Bailey, and I think that clearly. It's uh, let me just say this. It's interesting that Dan went to the Jets, had a tryout, and now they're still trying out kickers. Yeah, I found that and th- really interesting. And then it's also interesting to me that they asked, uh, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I blanked on his name, Rich Basaccia, mm-hmm. in Oakland, if he would be interested in Dan Bailey, and he said that they would be okay with the kickers they've got. So, uh, I, I just think that. You know, there. I think maybe there, there's, there's something there. Like, I, I'm not not that there's like a, something untoward or yeah. anything, but I think like that, that there's something with the medical. There's there is a lot concern. Of smoke there. a lot of there's smoke. a con- yeah. There's a concern that he of his ability to hold up or something. Like, I think those are things that uh uh, I think that that are all you know, especially like I said, it went to the Jets and and now they're trying out Robert Aguayo. <laughs> So just so you know, hey, like that, that that's their level of confidence. That's the most accurate col- college kicker of all time, you know? Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that those kind of things are what they're, they're looking for. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, guys, that's it for us. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're, we're getting closer and closer uh, to, to, to Cowboys football, real Cowboys football. So, you know, make sure you join us tomorrow as well. We will have a little bit of a game preview going on. Um, and we're going to have all kinds of cool stuff coming up, you know, th- throughout the regular season guests and, and, and a whole bunch of different yeah. stuff. Like we, like we did more nerd alerts, more, uh, pop culture stuff, more non-football stuff as well, but also tons of cool in-depth football stuff. We're going to do some film dive. Uh, we got all that coming up. So get excited, right, John? Yes, sir. I can't wait to, That's- especially these Wednesday, uh, podcasts or Thursday, I guess, technically podcasts are going to be really fantastic. I think being able to come in and give our thoughts based on, off watching the all 22 there's going to be a ton of fun nuggets for you guys a lot of good discussion you guys are going to really enjoy it i promise you i agree so guys make sure you're following us on twitter uh, i am at mccool bcb john is at john owning it's at j-o-h-n-o-w-n-i-n-g make sure you're following the podcast uh, account as well at best coast boys with a z uh, special thanks as always to mike fisher make sure you follow him on twitter at fish sports uh, catch us all on cowboys 24 7 that's 247sports.com forward slash NFL forward slash Dallas dash Cowboys. Uh, of course, you can always catch us on the Cowboy Sports Radio app, which is available on your iOS, iPhone, and Google Play Android. And also make sure if you're listening on iTunes or the podcast app that you're giving us five-star reviews. Don't John, tell him not to be a hater. Don't Thank you so much. Just don't be a hater. Uh, and uh, make sure you're sticking with us. We're going to have another pod tomorrow. Uh, and then, of course, we are going to be trying. We're going to attempt. I, I can't promise anything, but we're going to try to continue to do these post immediate reaction post-game pods um, and uh, try to get these out for you make for sure some you time Monday. Make sure you guys get your questions Monday. in during the game and post-game immediately. We'll try to answer yes. them on air. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make sure you hit up Best Coast Boys or John or I. Uh, with with uh, you know don't even necessarily have to use a hashtag but get us questions during the game uh, we'll try to answer them after the game and uh, until next time guys happy trails. <laughs> <laughs>